happy Exmoor Day, Lucy. Thank you, David. It's such an exciting day. I'm so excited to see what prezies we've got under the tree. Uh, yeah, would that be um, England's tallest tree? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> oh, these segues just... You know, we, do, cool. we do a little prezzy on uh, Exmoor Day, don't we? Because we've made it through a very busy year. Yay, yeah. we've made it through the crowds to yeah. get here. We have. I mean, you can almost hear them outside. Just hard. Hold on. Hold on. Uncanny. Yeah. Uncanny. Almost beating the door down uh, at the moment, you know, uh, into the studio here. So, yeah, all I can think is that Exmoor Day this year goes from strength to strength. It was so popular last year. I think there were yeah. fireworks at the end of the podcast, weren't there? There were. We mm. doubled the budget on fireworks this year. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> those indoor fireworks that you used to be able to get? Yes, I do. <laughs> you used to have to put them. My parents used to make such a big fuss about how dangerous they were. And we had to sort of do them in the bath, you know, <laughs> just so they didn't set fire to the house. And they were so... Uh, literally a damp squib, weren't they? When they absolutely were. Oh, my gosh. They were like... Um, Oh, like snails almost, weren't they? Yeah, like, like little, they were, like tiny, there was like little cones and little, a spirally thing and, yeah, I remember them well. Mm. Well, I'm sure that we'll have a box of standard indoor fireworks underneath our desks and uh, we'll we'll set fire to them or something later yeah, on. Yeah, maybe at the so. end, you know, when, when, when we finished. Yeah, indeed. So, so this year... To celebrate this auspicious occasion within the calendars of uh, of us Exmoorites, we thought we'd do a little quiz. Yeah, we're going to do a quiz. Are you looking forward to this? I am. So you've written some questions for me and I've written some for you. Okay, I'm looking for a bell, um, you know, just to see. Oh, yeah. Um, some fun. Buzzer. But, buzzer. but I've got a cup here. Okay, go on, try it. Yeah, we'll try it and see what happens. Maybe you could I'm just tap on something or uh any good <laughs> rubbish do it again okay. we should have tried this before people sorry about this listeners yeah well it sounds like you're jiggling something well anyway so so here we go so you know all the preparation in the world couldn't get us to a better place and uh, <laughs> our better place is yay it's Exmoor day and yay! it's the Famous Exmoor Character Cottages Quiz of the Year. Yay! Okay, we've only got this. ten questions, haven't we? We're allowed five each. Okay, right. You kick off then, Lucy. And you I kick it off. Okay. Off. Yeah, go on. Oh, all right then. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for that. Oh. Um, where in the world can you find the very rare Heath fritillary butterfly? Uh. Now think hard. Hold on. I'm not going to ask for a clue, a lifeline at this early stage. I'm going no, to don't guess. don't ask for your lifeline. Are you going to phone a friend? Uh, uh no, not at this stage. No, because we I haven't got that sound. Give you a clue yet. of a source that you can refer to to find the answer. Okay, right. Well, before we move to the source, mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's Exmoor. Yes, it yeah. is. Well done. That's well done. It is found in Exmoor National Park. And this is a, a, special, butterfly. a special butterfly, isn't it? it? 
is it a very beautiful butterfly? This? I don't know that it's, I wouldn't describe it as the most beautiful, colourful butterfly, but it is a very English looking butterfly in its own right. We will put a picture up mm. on the um, podcast, I think, to share the, the butterfly. But it is, um, it's rare. I think they thought it was extinct at one stage mm-hmm. and it can be found in um, in the National Park. So there we are. Part of the reason for that is that it's, um, not very polluted over in these parts, mm-hmm. which is amazing. That's one of the reasons we have the dark skies as well, because we don't have much dark pollution in Exmoor. No, no, that's absolutely right. Beautiful, clear blue skies in the summer, dark skies in the winter. Absolutely amazing. And do, I, I don't think I've ever seen the uh, Heath Fritillary well, butterfly. It's brown and yellow. Right, OK. So if you saw it, you might not think, um it was particularly exciting mm. but it is um it is known as a, it's a woodland one so that's why we get it in uh, places like Horner Wood mm. and in some of the copses and on some of the walks in the little book of walks which is where that was the book I was referring to yes I thought you might have done a sneaky link there to the Exmoor little book of walks courtesy of Exmoor character cottages <laughs> <laughs> can you get Exmoor in another sentence in more times um i think we can probably do it another nine times if these questions are okay go on ask me a question go on okay so um now just think about this before you answer it i don't want any stupid answers no no stupid answers you didn't tell me that before i agreed to this podcast uh well you know um i'm going to ask you now so just think yeah so where is the world's steepest water-powered railway is it a trick question? No. <laughs> Your face. Um, okay. I'm guessing. Is it? Is it in Exmoor? Yes, it? it certainly is. Is it in? Is it in Linton and Lynmouth? It certainly is. Yes. Yeah, we've yeah. been on that. Can, congratulations i need to bring one of the cats in because they've got bells on um i could i could i could shake the cats and they could make a bell oh well that's really exciting we've been on that we certainly um, yeah funicular railway beautiful 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 little railway uh open most of the year i think it only closes in november for a little bit of annual maintenance um absolutely perfect views from uh from bottom through to top i would suggest on the linton and Lynmouth cliff railway it's very steep yeah and um it's not for the faint heart if you don't like heights not for you no but i have to say compared with the walk up the zigzag walkway up to the top of uh linton uh i think you'd almost put the fear of heights behind you and close your eyes and hope for the best Okay, I agree. I mean, I think it's definitely worth doing. Uh, I would uh, get it, get the railway up from Lynmouth to Linton, and then maybe walk down the zigzag if you're up to it. Yes, yeah, but it I is deep. And can I just ask a, maybe a supplementary? Go on then. That when you've actually got up to the top, so oh, I know Linton. what you're going to say. You're going to say. Yes. About going for a coffee somewhere, aren't oh, you? I don't know how you could ever have read my mind, but it's got <laughs> to that time on this auspicious occasion where my mind has moved to coffee and buns. And, um, and? 
Okay. Okay. So let's say you found yourself in Lynn, Linton today. Yeah. Um, where do you think you'd probably go for a coffee? I think I would go to Charlie Fridays. Charlie Fridays. We love it there, don't we? Supplementary question answered correctly by Lucy. Yeah. And we do like to we do like to point out that they've no idea who the hell we are. We mention them on almost every podcast, <laughs> even when it's nothing to do with Linton or coffee. <laughs> Um, and we've never had a freebie from them. No. And this this podcast is not in any way sponsored by them. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Just like their coffee. Yeah, uh, we love their coffee, love their friendly welcome. And... Ambiance, it's a great place to go, great food. Yeah, and, and I suppose we should say that, um, you know, there's loads of other places to eat and drink in Lynmouth and Linton. Um, it's just that Charlie Fridays has become a bit of a stalwart when it comes to these yeah. podcasts. So uh, I yes. thought I had to get that question in. Yeah, well, it's, it's a traditional day. It's Exmoor Day. It happens once a year. And, you know, you have to have traditions on these important days in the calendar. And one of them is to uphold the Charlie Fridays tradition of mentioning it. So you've done that. Well done. Uh, we're not even halfway through yet, so yay! Yeah. So, is it is it um, your turn to ask question or mine? I've sort of lost the will. I mean, I've lost <laughs> the plot. <laughs> no, I think it's your turn for a question. Okay. If Again, you can hold this, yourself now, this, together, this you know. could be sorry. This could be a trick question. Oh God. Um, where is the start and end? Of England's longest coastal path. Hmm. I think it's got to be Exmoor. It is Exmoor. Do you know the town? I think it may be Minehead. Minehead, the gateway to Exmoor. Yeah. And and the very spot in Minehead? Well, yeah. Point? Uh, okay. I think it's Key West. So yeah. I think that if you uh, walk along Minehead's beautiful seafront, you turn a right at the station. So with the station behind you, walk along uh, the lovely promenade there where there's lots of little uh, cabins, uh, little shelters on there, Victorian shelters, and go a little bit further along. And in front of the beautiful uh, sea house cottages are or is uh, a statue of yeah. uh, depicting a person holding a map of the said yes. Southwest Coastal Path. And that is the start and the end of this route around Southwest England. And for a, for a coffee at Charlie Friday, do you know how many miles it is, the, the circular path? Now, I have got in my mind's eye something like 630. Um, am I... On? You are spot on. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. I think yes. this could be your mastermind specialist subject. Well, yeah. Do you know, I was uh, I was actually away in Cornwall for a couple of days earlier this week. And in a shop in Mevergizzi, which is in the south coast of Cornwall, was the most beautiful picture. And I almost bought it for you, but the shop was closed. All right. Of, well, that is quite hard if it's closed. Of the southwest coastal path. And no, there really? on here was Minehead and all of our known points oh. on the Southwest Coastal Path. And then going around the coast, there was Mevergizzi. And I thought, you know, I'm never too far away from Exmoor, wherever I am in the country. No, you're only a few moments thought away from Exmoor, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I, I think it might have been it might have taken quite a long while for me to either cycle or walk back to Minehead via that route. But it is possible. You can see all of the beauties of the southwest by uh, 
getting your boots on and walking the southwest coastal path. From Minehead. From Minehead. In next. Yeah. Excellent. Great. Okay. Um, Go on, your turn. All right. So this might be a slightly tricky question. And I'm going to rephrase it slightly differently. But Ooh. where do you think may be the most comfortable beds in Exmoor? Comfortable oh. beds. Hmm. Hmm. Is it? It's not a trick question, is it? No. No. Is it? Exmoor Character Cottages. Yeah. <laughs> now, I thought we had to get this question in because, you know, we don't often plug ourselves in the We don't, actually. Um, all, all joking aside, we, we go out of our way not to really be promotional and to mm, be informative instead. Indeed. Um, but I had to get this in here. And um, the reason why I had to raise this is that during lockdown, we spoke a lot, didn't we, about the comfort of our hypnos beds. Yeah. And uh, when I recently moved home, I had to buy one of our mattresses, not obviously from the cottages, but I had to buy one for my home because they were that comfortable. So You chose the Hypnos one, did you? Certainly did. So yeah. tell me why our beds are really comfortable, Lucy. Well, we have um, we have gone out of our way to test quite a range of different mattress styles. And um, we have chosen the Hypnos Ortho Wool, which is, it's not too hard, but it's not too soft. So it's a medium firm. They have a 10-year life, well, a 10-year guarantee. I say lifetime. You know, they, they are really good quality beds. They are not cheap, but they last and last and last. So um, uh, you lie on those beds and you do feel instantly comfortable and relaxed. You don't have to wiggle about to find your spot or find out where the last guest rolled into the gap in the middle, you know, like those beds. So in the main, they're all a hypnos bed. There's a couple that aren't. The zip and link beds are not hypnos. But we choose these deliberately. We also have lovely duvets, really good quality bedding, beautifully laundered and ironed. Um, so you you get onto your comfy bed and they are there to give you a lovely night snoozing and a restful sleep. Um, and hypnos, I do really like them. I think they're very good quality. They're British made. Um, and they just last and last. They're easy to clean, they're easy to maintain, but they are superior quality, and that's mm. why we invest in them. And it is an investment, mm. as yeah. you know, if you bought one. Uh, absolutely, it was quite shocking. Actually, I didn't know we spent that much on on beds, but uh, they're absolutely worth it. They're incredibly yeah, they are. supportive. Um, yeah. I think you know they. they it doesn't yeah. feel like you're soaking into it. You know, there's uh, yeah, that's what I mean. You don't sort of fall into the space of the previous guest who, mm. you know, left their imprint on the mattress. <laughs> yep. So actually, I think we can say some of the most comfortable beds on Exmoor. And I yes. would say that, uh, yes, I agree with your answer. So one point to you there, Liz. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Um, now, this is quite a complicated question, David, and there's a little bit of history here, and I know oh, that's oh. not your favourite topic. Oh, God, I'm going to just tune myself in. No cheating on Wrongdipedia. Okay. Um, where in England hmm. is there an ancient wild animal that still roams wild today? That's your clue. 
and that lived alongside mammoths and was hunted by none other than the saber-toothed tiger, would you believe? And also, I'll just sneak in there, is mentioned in the Doomsday Book. So you're looking for an ancient wild animal that still roams wild today. And can I ask uh, maybe a little cheat question on here? Go on then. Would this animal live in Exmoor or on Exmoor? Yes! Is it... Is it the Exmoor Pony? It is the Exmoor Pony. <laughs> Yay! The crowds are going wild. <laughs> um, it is the Exmoor Pony. Apparently the first wild ponies came from Alaska mm -hmm. to Britain about, wait for it, 130,000 years ago. God. That's an awful long time. Oh, there we are. 130,000 years. Wasn't, weren't, yeah. weren't dinosaurs wandering around Exmoor at that stage? Uh, well, they must have been. They must have been. They were wandering over the tar steps and going for coffees at Charlie Friday's, <laughs> but their hands were quite big, so they kept breaking the cups. But, yeah, no, they, they have been around for, shall I say, donkey's years. Do you get that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but don't they were, get passive um, yourself. Sorry, that I know I should. They were, they are mentioned in the Doomsday Book, so they were counted in the Doomsday Book. Um, so they are very, very, very ancient animals, and we still have them today. And they're not that different, are they? As we learned on our pony cast that we no. did with Indy. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, God, that was that was recorded over a year ago, and and the, and the uh, Expo ponies still look the same as they did then. They do, yeah, they do. Okay, go on, hit me. Next one. Okay, uh, right. Here's a, here's a quick question. Mm -hmm. Where are Britain's highest sea cliffs? Well, I'm thinking, I don't actually know the answer to this, but I'm guessing there is a theme to this podcast, which, so I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark skies here. Yes. And oh, go for Exmoor. Yay! It's, and whereabouts, do you know exactly? Uh, I don't know exactly, but knowing the topography of this part, I would suggest that um, uh, the the hill as you climb out of Linton, um, going up to Fallen Point Lighthouse there, which yeah. you can't see from the road. No. Um, I would guess that those sea cliffs there are uh, the highest in Exmoor. Uh, and uh, I will do a bit of research on that and put it into the metadata of the podcast. Uh, when okay. Launches. But I'm sure that as you climb, and I'm trying to remember that the name of that hill, um, and I should know this, it's something that I talk about all the time. Is it where the Valley of Rocks is? Um, no, going the other way. So coming out of Linton, climbing up the hill. Past oh, I know. The, the, yeah, okay. So like towards Countersbury. Countersbury Hill, that's it. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, so you've got Countersbury Hill. No, I was here for a reason. <laughs> Fallen Point. Fallen and I point. thought they are the highest cliffs because when you then get on top there and it, if you just follow the topography all the way from the top of Countersbury Hill, yes, there's the odd dip on the A39, but you go along the tops really to the top of Porlock Hill, you are... Mm. You mm. must be at the highest point of Exmoor sea cliffs there. Yeah. 
um, because there's nowhere else. When you go no. inland, obviously you go further up to the beacon, but there aren't any other high high cliffs anywhere. Not cliffs. No, no. Okay. So I reckon it'll be there. I think you're right. I was there last week with Pat, and it was so windy. We were going to walk along the coast for a little while, just along that path to t- to get some views out towards Wales and around the the the, the line, the coastline. And it was so windy, we made an executive decision that it was not safe down near the edge. It was unbelievably, well, that very, very blustery day. Mm. Um, and it, and it, my gosh, was it cold. It was cold and wet, but it was fun. But I sustained an injury. Now, this has never happened. When I've been walking, I've never had this happen before. A toggle from my hood. It, the wind was so strong, it flicked onto my face and went in my eye. In the wind, and it was agony. So I've now, um, I've now found a, a way to tuck my toggles in. Yeah, and so you there's, need to there's, do um, that. there's a tip for you. Yeah, top tip from it. Lucy: tuck your toggles in. Tuck your toggles in. I did wonder why you'd got that black eye. Yeah, no, that's where it came from. Oh. It was, that did not hit me when I refused to walk any further without a cup of tea. <laughs> I'm not moving from this point without a cup of tea. That wasn't me. That was someone else. I hope you're listening to this, Pat. You didn't sound anything like that on the podcast. <laughs> no, well, on account of her being... No, it was me that was yeah. doing her. <laughs> um, uh, so is it uh, my turn to ask you a it question? Is, it certainly is, yes. So on um, steepness and <laughs> things like that, moving on, yeah. I was going to ask you a related question, which is where is the steepest A road in... England. Oh, I think we may have jointly sort of answered this question in the last. <laughs> oh, <one. laughs> yeah. The steepest A road, I would have thought, has to be the A39 Porlock Hill. Yes. yes. And that's on Exmoor. It is on Exmoor. Yay. I do think that's probably one of the prettiest roads to drive in Britain, that A39. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Yes, Probably. I agree. I think amazing probably, views. It's it is Porlock Hill is um I don't know, it's exhilarating. I mean, we've spoken about you being in the chimney before and me being in my smart car going up uh, up the hill uh, on those hairpin bends. It's yes. uh, yeah, it is absolutely amazing. I mean, I've driven up Sutton Bank in North Yorkshire and it's nothing like Porlock Hill for its uh it's 25%, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's got some incredible climbs on it. Um, yeah. And I think I think for me, it's that feeling of you never seem to be at the top until you hit the ice cream man. I don't mean physically, metaphorically, until you hit the ice cream man <laughs> up, up at the top of the hill. Um, but, yeah, exhilarating. And the view. Think, uh, the only time we hit the ice cream man was when he'd run out of 99s. <laughs> and we said that that was very bad planning, didn't we, on account of him being an ice cream man? Yeah. Not and having not, any ice cream. Not having a whippy flake. Completely incompetent. Yeah, and no monkey monkey blood. It's very, very steep, and there are hairpin bends aplenty. And um, I have been up there with people who've said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then you turn around that first corner and they're like, oh, this is quite steep. And then Mm. you have to go into first gear to get up it if you're in a a, a 100cc, 1000cc chimney or your car's far better at it than mine. so, yeah, and you do occasionally see cars on the side, don't you, with the bonnet up and people sort of flapping with the 
you know exhaust all the um, steam coming out of the engine so yeah. um, it's not for it's not for badly maintained cars it's a it's a steep incline steep. no i remember my granddad had a morris minor and i think he made it up to the first bend and then had to do a three-point turn on oh. the hill uh, oh. because the, the moggy wouldn't make it up the rest of the hill no that was, i remember I hearing that story as a kid um and uh yeah wouldn't go beyond that first hairpin. And when you get to the bit going into Linton, there are escape paths, aren't there, on the oh, side yeah. of the road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, if your brakes went, you'd absolutely need. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. I've seen it. a lorry do that once. I saw a lorry come around, big, huge thing. It shouldn't really have been on the road. But then I do wonder how they get to Linton and Lymouth without going on the A39. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. We digress. And of course, so, the Exmoor coaster goes that route, doesn't it? So it does. the, the yes, open the bus. top bus goes so that route. So if you don't want to drive, but you want to experience it, that is a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you the, can sit on the top. The open the, top. On the top deck, get yourself wrapped up, put your hat scope hat scope what? Your hat, hat scope what? Hat, yeah. hat scope gloves and you know, all of your yeah, winter attire. Put some woolly woolly accessories on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, why not do it today? It's Exmoor Day. Go and explore Exmoor. Yay! They're probably letting fireworks off on the top deck. Yeah. Almost, don't you think? Almost certainly. Go and take your own sparkler. <laughs> right, it, so is it mine to you? I think we've only got two questions left. Oh. Yes. Okay, so... Um, and I think we might have already got this one, but where's the tallest tree in England? Oh! Oh, now that's a tricky one. Uh, is it in Exmoor? Yeah. yeah. How did you get it? Just I, I don't did... know. Um, and is it in the bottom of Nutcombe? It certainly is. Yes, England's tallest tree isn't yeah. a isn't a radio telephone aerial with uh, no. with it. It is a proper tree, isn't it? It is an actual tree, and there's a a walk. And there are numerous tall trees, and then there's a plaque that says this is actually the tallest tree. Of course, we have measured it with a, I don't know how they've done, they've done it, because it's very, very, very high. Mm. Um, so it's definitely worth doing that walk. It's a lovely walk, actually, and it's quite flat, so it's suitable for the kids. And there's a little trail, and there's some information along the way. So, yeah, I, I definitely would recommend that walk. You need to sort of drive to it. It's outside of Dunster, isn't it? Outside of Dunster, but if you're um, a biker, so if you're coming here on your bike, you can cycle through Dunster up to uh, Nutcombe Bottom. And then once you've done the little walk around, you can actually cycle over the top uh, and down to Luxborough and um, enjoy a very nice pint or something lighter at the Royal Oak in Luxborough. One of yeah, the that's Royals. a very nice pub, isn't it? The Royal it Oak. is. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. In a charming hamlet, Stroke Village. Um, it's charming. And it has, um, that pub's got a uh, record player, hasn't it? It certainly has, yeah. Put your own records on. Yeah, got a lovely radiogram in the back room. Absolutely yeah. snug as a bug in a rug in there. Yeah, really nice. Great food, great service, good beer. Yeah. Definitely worth one. That's the Royal Oak in Luxborough. Yeah. It certainly is. Okay, so are we down to, I think we've got two more questions. Okay. I thought we had two just before, but I'd missed that one. So 
Where is the most deserted beach we know of? Well, I think the most deserted beach in England, because I can't mm-hmm. say the UK because we know there's lots of... There's a few deserted ones in Scotland, I would imagine. Yeah, I think the most deserted beach in England is in Exmoor. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Mm. Although you know where it is, and I know where it is, I don't think we want to tell anyone. True, because then it may not be the most deserted True. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, let's move on. Do we have uh, a final question? Um, well, I was actually going to ask you about um, hmm, something that's very close to our heart on these podcasts. Yeah. Um, where are some of the coziest inns, restaurants, tea rooms in all of the UK? Um, hmm. So, um, well, it's excellent. I think it's going to be Exmoor. Yes, I think. There are some really lovely pubs here. There are some lovely tea rooms, really good restaurants, surprising number of award-winning restaurants for such a small national park. Mm. And loads of these are featured on our website in blogs. We mention them in podcasts. We put them on social media. Do you want to shout out a couple? I'll shout out a couple. I'll do the. Should I do the tea rooms category? Because uh, I, no, I you, just knew you were going to go tea rooms. Well, well you on. know, because I don't drink, so therefore no, I think it would don't. be unfair yeah. for me to talk about my love of some of the pubs. Yeah. And, you know, a yeah. bar. Um, I think for me, I'll start in the southern part of just outside of Exmoor in Greater Exmoor, Bampton, most beautiful bakery in Bampton. Um, which has recently uh, been refurbished and serves excellent coffee and cakes. I think uh, moving a little bit further north to Dulverton, I have to always give a shout out to the Tantavi, um, where they serve your famous Welsh rabbit. Yeah, I love that one. Small rabbit, and again, really, really good coffee. And the Dulverton, oh, uh, the ex- the exclusive cake company in Dulverton serves um, incredible donuts. Um, and I believe they're now doing incredible Danish pastries as well from the feedback they're getting on uh, on Facebook. We've already mentioned Charlie Friday's over to the West. And I think a little bit closer to home, uh, a couple of places in Dunster, you've got Tessa's Tea Shop and yes. also the Castle Coffee House as well, which, as Pat will attest from an earlier podcast, are baking the most incredible donuts. Um, so, yeah, those. Yeah, are they are. I, I had one. Um, I, I had one the other day. And um, oh, my God, that, that's probably the best donut I've ever had. Now, you can buy donuts for like four for a pound. Mm. These are more expensive, but they are completely handmade. Olivia needs the dough herself. Mm. Absolutely fills them packed with homemade jam, and they are to die for. So there's a raspberry jam version and an apple version. Mm. And um, I tell you, they're worth going to Dunster for and and parking. Yeah. So do that. So shall I do pubs as I do drink? Yeah, as you're a bit of a drinker, yes. Well, I like my beer. That's yeah. the thing. I do. I do like a good beer, particularly an IPA. So, um, and I do like Exmoor Ale. So I'm just going to do a few. So some of my favourites. I like the Luxal Arms Bar mm-hmm. in Dunster. There's a lovely old bar with all the old wood, and then there's the new Stable Bar. They're both good. 
and they do some good beers in there. And in the winter, there's a roaring fire and there are nice uh, meals as well in that you can have there. Um, also in Dunster is the Forester's Arms. Oh. It's a, completely at the other end of the village. It's a very different kind of pub. It's a family-run pub, um, and it is a great sort of good-kept beer and a good, honest pub grub. And the really good thing about the Forester's Arms, as well as it's being very family-friendly, very welcoming to our guests for years and years, is Nelson the Parrot. Indeed. Nelson the Parrot is a legend, and if you want to come across the swearing parrot, then uh, that's the place to go. I will warn you, he does use full-on Anglo-Saxon uh, swear words, but he is very entertaining if he's on form. Um, the Notley Arms in Monk Silver is mm -hmm. a really good gastro pub. We've all, all already mentioned the Royal Oak um, in Luxborough, so um, those two I would put on a par. Monk Silver's a little further out, but it's a great pub for um, Sunday lunch. Um, old Chipper Ground in Minehead is good fun, nice, well-kept beer. Um, and, uh, you know, it's local to our cottages in Minehead, so you can just walk down. And it, it's a nice place to be and sit in the evenings. And the other one that's really popular with guests is a little further out. So off the A39, if you're out for a day trip, is the Stag Hunters Inn in Brendan. Mm -hmm. Bit further out, but really good. Lovely bar, well-kept beers again huge car park and a lovely village that that's in and there are countless others david's written a really good blog on our website it's actually one of our most read blogs favorite pubs mm. and there are pubs in the little book of walks as well aren't there yeah yeah i mean and there aren't many bad pubs i think in, in no there aren't it's it's really what kind of food you want there's you know your traditional sort of ham egg and chips pubs and then there's um your um more gastro pub and there's sort of everything in between isn't there mm, there is there is and i think um and just as an aside if you feel like a real different pub experience um uh then pebbles tavern in watch it is oh, yeah you love that don't you a really interesting place particularly there's something really special about weekends at the pebbles tavern you can go and get fish and chips from next door bring yeah. it in with your yeah. pint of guinness or your yeah. uh, or whatever you're drinking at pebbles tavern go and sit in there listen to some great folk music uh live music in there fantastic atmosphere you you immediately feel like you're one of the locals it's uh yes yeah, really great tavern small so you might it might well be standing room only but well worth yeah. it if you're in watch it yeah and then award-winning restaurants i mean my favorite is reeves in dunster mm. the lunch alarms has a fine dining restaurant called salters that's also one award so if you want something really fancy um to eat and you know having a celebratory meal those are really good as well as some of the others that we've mentioned and you don't have to have an award to be a good restaurant no, sure. that's right. And again, I mean, you know, enjoying Italian in mine head. There's Fausto's. Yeah, um, Fausto's. I tell you what else is good. And I was there on Tuesday night for a meal. It's Hathaway's in Dunster. Oh, yeah. Four tables. Everything's home cooked. It's Italian food. Home cooked. Absolutely superb. But you need to book. It's small. You can't just, you know, rock up and hope to get eight people in there or mm. four. Um, but it's really worth it. Yeah. So really fabulous. Mm, yeah, I was there last uh, winter or early, maybe early spring this year, and it was delightful. You know, yeah, really, really good. A really good food, attentive service. Um, yeah. The people that enjoy wine, I believe they've got a really good wine selection as well. Yeah, so. I didn't have wine. I was driving, but 
if you're yeah. staying, if you're staying at the Oval, then book early and uh, yeah, crawl some, home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's really lovely. And if you're going a bit further afield, there's um, a, a fine dining restaurant in Wivelliscombe, uh, Wivy, called Duende. And um, it's a, it's a pop up. It was a pop up restaurant that that started just before lockdown, and uh, I think they went through a bit of a tough time, obviously during the closure periods. Um, yeah. but they seem to have bounced back, and uh, some of the feedback that they're getting across social media is excellent at the moment. So, and don't forget Woods in Dolverton as well. Of course, yeah. absolutely amazing. We go there when we can. That's really good. So if you're out that way, Tar Steps, the Exmoor Pony Centre. Book a table at Woods or see if you can get into the pub side. And it is really, really good. Yeah. Um, um, and again, our website has a ton of information, doesn't it, on restaurants. The, we're just picking out our favourites because it's Exmoor Day and because we can. Mm. Did we mention it was Exmoor Day? I think we probably did, but we might just wrap up and mention it again. Well, I was just going to say the man outside on the Esplanade is waving at us because he's ready to light the fireworks. <laughs> And he's looking for the, he's waiting for the the signal yeah. that we had about the fireworks. Did we actually agree what that signal was? Um, I think it was run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know what to say because obviously from an Exmoor Day perspective, we've got I don't know just a few hours remain until we have to take the tree down. Not yeah. the tallest tree. It's not the tallest tree. We don't take that one down, but we do have a little. A, a, a symbolic tree, don't we? Our export day tree. Mm. And, you know, of course, if there's any businesses or inns or shops or um, historic places, monuments or anything we've missed, we apologise. I mean, Exmoor is just full. Yeah, we can't, we can't mention everything. We've we mentioned can't. our favourites. Nobody asks us to mention them. Nobody knows we are. So don't worry about that. Yes, you can tell a great amount of planning goes into this in advance and product placement. But David and I just choose our favourites. And, you know, we do live here and we do frequent establishments all the time so mm. that we can share them with our guests. Um, and we love doing that. You know, we, we want to help all the local businesses and pick them up and make sure that you're going to them and enjoying them, whether you live here or you're just coming on holiday. Completely agree. I think... Um... You know, my view on this is that Exmoor Day this year is the is the start of what is going to be quite a difficult season for lots of yeah. our smaller business locally. Yeah. Um, so uh, if by in any small quantity we can help you out by mentioning you on a podcast, you know where we are. Like, follow, share and subscribe. As, exactly. Uh, as all the good podcasters say, apparently. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, David, I don't know. Um, I think we might need I'm going to have a little tipple to celebrate Exmoor Day now and yeah. um I don't know I might get an old movie out uh I don't know one of my favorite ones from Exmoor Day would that be um maybe that episode of Poirot Poirot the, the Cornish mystery the Cornish mystery where was that filmed Dunster which is or, in uh Exmoor. Yes. How about Lorna Doon, the BBC Lorna Doon? Lorna Doon, yes. Yeah. Filmed um not in Exmoor, actually. No. Where was that filmed in Scotland or something? Yeah, it was. What a con, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if any film producers are listening, then Lucy and I are all always available for walk-on parts. Absolutely, yeah, we walk on and off. Yeah. Um 
So there we are. Thank you very much for listening, listeners and listener. Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> and um, we hope you have an amazing Exmoor Day celebration. And don't miss the fireworks over the Bristol Channel. Indeed. In, in, in a few minutes. Well, wherever you are in the world, enjoy Exmoor Day. And maybe, Lucy, what we could do now, together, yep. simultaneously, right? countdown from five to one to herald the launch fireworks. of the Exmoor Day fireworks. Okay, Exmoor ready? Day fireworks. Ready? Okay, right. Five. Five. Four. four three. three two, two. One. Four.